What is leadership character? And why does character matter so much in leadership? On this episode of the 11th Thing podcast, I will be exploring this topic with my special guest, retired US Marine Lieutenant Colonel Mike Targos. My name is Paul Aladinika, and you are listening to the 11th Thing podcast. Welcome to episode 7 of the 11th Thing podcast. This episode is a further exploration of the nine principles of exceptional leadership, which I covered in episode 3 of the series. So what can you look forward to in this episode? I'm going to start by introducing my special guest, retired US Marine Lieutenant Colonel Mike Targos. Then drawing on Mike's quite unique experience, we're going to dive deep into the subject of leadership character, which I'm really looking forward to. Then I'm going to invite Mike to offer a few takeaways and let listeners know how he can be contacted if you want to find out more. Now, on to my special guest for this episode of the 11th Thing podcast. Mike Targo served in the US Marine Corps as an infantry officer for 21 years, where he commanded a battalion of 1,200 people before retiring. During his active service, Mike held leadership, staff, and instructor positions and deployed worldwide, most notably for combat operations in Iraq in 2004 and Afghanistan in 2012. After retiring from the US Marines, Mike transitioned to the corporate world, where he has taken on leadership roles, including at director level. Mike holds a Bachelor of Science degree in civil engineering and is also the founder of CenterDesk, a leadership coaching firm. Mike, welcome to the 11th Thing podcast. It's great to have you on. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Okay, Mike, let's let's just kick things off here. Um, What kind of character do you need for someone to trust you with their life? Well, let's define character as the... uh mental and moral qualities that make an individual unique. You know, that's a dictionary definition. Um, You need to be someone who people know they can trust. And a lot of what you do as leaders spend effort to gain people's trust. Um, And you have to have a set of principles that you live by. It's another definition of integrity, which if you do, just a little bit of research, you'll find that integrity is the number one quality that people look for in their leaders. You know, they trust them with their lives, their livelihood. And in combat, it's only magnified. Yeah. So from your time serving in the military, what was the most important lesson that you learned about character in others? Well, any leader, particularly in a, in a high stress environment, you have to be yourself. You have to set a good example in everything you do. Um, another way of saying set the example is you show people what, what right looks like. Yeah. And that's all things that's in what you do in your, your primary job, but it's also, it's also how you conduct yourself, uh, as a, as a professional and a, as a, just as a person, people need to see. Uh, that your interest is not yourself. They need to see and know that you are putting the group, the group's welfare ahead of your own. 
And only when they see that and believe it, uh, do you start to gain trust. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's often the case, isn't it? That, that people are attracted to character traits in others that they, that they admire and, and that they would like to develop in themselves. Oh yeah. I mean, I can think of people through the years that yeah, I've tried to emulate, you know, you know, one of my favorite character traits is good listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you think through, I'm sure you're similar to me, you know, you think through the years, how many people have you known that have been really good listeners? And it's, unfortunately, it's not that many, no. but the ones that do, <laughs> yeah, the ones that do stick out though, are really memorable people because, Here's someone that is showing you that they're putting what you're saying ahead of what they have to say next. Yeah. And uh it's just so impactful yeah. and says so much about you as a leader that you yeah. can you can really receive somebody's uh, message in a way that that makes them, you know, elevates it above your own really is the bottom line. Yeah. And I I I've, I've always thought of leadership as one of the most effective sorry form of i've always thought of listening as one of the most effective forms of communication um when you're listening to someone you're you are communicating as you say value you're you're attributing value to what they have to say yeah and and, it's uh an instant feedback when uh when you're saying something you can see that somebody's concerned and you know they maybe ask you a couple follow-ups but when you're leading people and certainly when you're leading people in combat uh you have to have that two-way dialogue because uh you need to know what people are seeing and what they think about situations and you know no leader whether you're leading four people or or a thousand you, you can't be everywhere so if you don't have the two-way which you know starts with creating a culture of two-way communication and um you know one aspect would be how you react to bad news to keep it open you know yeah. nice and even keeled uh then then you, you have some real meaningful dialogue and, and and trust is you know well on its way to being developed absolutely absolutely so as a leader mike have you had an experience that was particularly character defining for you Early in my career, I remember a situation where, you know, what it meant to be a professional, respected leader became very clear to me. And it was when uh, one of my one of my people had a, had a personal problem. I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, they didn't come to me for help. I observed that they, they went to somebody else who was, was either a peer of mine or maybe maybe above me. Uh, but I remember distinctly thinking that there's something that I'm not doing correctly uh, that's making this person not want to come to me with their with their problem. And that really, that was probably 1994. Uh, but it's always stayed in my mind as, you know, a way to tell if your character as a leader is impressing people to the point where they will you know come to you when they really have a problem and let's face it in in work environment we can tend to want to avoid problems and you should avoid problems if they're in your control to do so but but when when things do happen 
do people bring them to you for assistance? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good test for anybody to, to sit and think about is do you notice people avoiding you or do you mm-hmm. notice people bringing you issues for help? And if, if they're avoiding you, then you, you've got some work to do. But if, if you find yourself actually having to uh, prioritize and manage, manage your time because people keep coming to you, that's actually a good sign. Yeah, you know, you need, you need to you need to manage it, but uh, it's a good it's a good way to tell you're on track in the yeah. in the eyes of your people. And it, and it's interesting, Mike. You just describing that particular example, it's really powerful because it it suggests to me that character is relational. Character character builds relationships. It can either draw people towards you or repel them. You know, d- you know, d- depending on what you present. Well, there's a lot written about toxic leadership, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, one of the aspects of that that I think is misunderstood by people in leadership positions is, uh, you know, keeping people on edge for the purpose of getting better performance. And it's just so yes. short sighted. Yes. Uh, you, you, you know, you get maybe what you're, there was a, and I remember this is another thing I remember really my Marine time was somebody said, you know, if you don't, if you don't have the respect of your people, then they'll do what you say. Uh, but that's all they'll do. And I think mm. we can all think about, you know, scenarios we've been in where that makes a lot of sense, which what you don't, you don't really want people just to do what you say. You want people to uh, think about what else needs to be done in addition to what you're saying needs to be yes. done. And that's, that's how you get momentum. That's how you, that's how you get faster. And, uh, you know, it's all related to, mm. uh, to people feeling like they can contribute in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, from your experience, do, do crisis situations develop leadership character, or do, or do they reveal leadership character, or is it a bit of both? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think a crisis, well, a crisis definitely is going to reveal your character. Yeah. Um, and, and I mentioned, you know, how do you react to bad news? This is something in Iraq. I was in a situation where I thought this exact thing. Uh, we were short version is we were basically surrounded and we had a vehicle convoy that we were kind of driving through an ambush, really. It's called an unblocked ambush. There was no, you know, driving down the street. And uh, I was on the radio reporting the situation. And the drivers were, you know, zigzagging and driving down this side street. And, uh, you know, you see the bullet impacts on the street. And I remember thinking um, from training, you know, stay calm and just explain the situation on, on the radio. And this was probably, you know, probably like 20 second period of time. And, uh, you know, it seemed like much more. But as I was sitting there, you know, talking to the radio, I thought that exact thing to myself is stay calm and just, you know, relay the situation, which I did. And that's another thing that's always kind of stuck with me is, you know, I, I really have a tough time understanding why people overreact in a lot of situations that aren't, you know, complete emergencies. But, yeah. you know, in the work environment, stay calm. And what you're doing there is you're demonstrating to your people you're in control. Yes. Um, you know, and internally you, you can keep a clear head and make, make the decisions you need to do. But so they're revealed. And then I think, yeah, I think they're also, like you said, a bit of both. They do 
develop you because, you know, I can tell you after that, the lessons that I took from that really put the things that I was trying to do as a, as a professional leader into perspective. And it really shows you the importance of being respected um, and having influence over a group so that they can do the things in that case that will keep them alive. Wow. That is, again, I can't relate to that kind of situation. That is just extraordinary. That is extraordinary. And were you, were you aware, Mike, in that situation of how, how your subordinates were relating to you or, or were you just in the zone, just focusing on what mm. do I need to do next? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I have to recall, I do remember one aspect of it where there was, uh, right before what I just described to you, there was a, a situation where we had a vehicle. We, were, we knew we had to leave the area. And right before we were getting ready to do so, everybody kind of crowded around me and said, okay, you know, what do you want to, what, you, what do you want to do? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I said, we're going down this way, you know, we're going to go down the street. We're going to, we're going to get out of here. And right before we did so, uh, we had a couple mortar rounds land wow. and blew out a tire on, we had about 10, 10 vehicles, blew out, two, I think two of the tires on one of them and then, uh, wounded two guys. And so then, you at that point, you could do a few things, but I remember thinking, we're still going on, we're still going to go down the street. We're still going to get out of here. And uh, what what they thought of me, a lot of them didn't know me at that point. Mm. It was kind of a mixture of the, the old, the old battalion and us. So no, I think at that point, it was more of just kind of relying on being the senior, senior person, but you know, you don't operate that way. I mean, on a daily basis, you got to have people want to do well with you as the leader. Yeah, absolutely. That's an extraordinary uh, account. Again, I'm sort of trying to wrap my, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my yeah. head around the, you know, the kind of leadership that is required in essentially a life or death situation and not just for your own life, but also for those that uh, rely on you to make the best decisions. That's, that's quite something. Well, that's the thing about it is uh, what I see some leaders doing is they feel, you know, if they just work harder mm. or get themselves involved in more, um, then, then things will get better. And, and some things do get better, you know, if you have discrete actions that need to be managed, but that's where you start to see the difference between management and leadership is the, the leader is the one that is going to make people better and more independent uh, and able to, uh, to do the things that need to be done with, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a quickly changing environment. And that could yeah. be combat or it could be, a, you know, it could be a, could be a business situation. That's incredible. So are there specific character traits that you look for in leaders? Because, I mean, you're, you're obviously now you're in leadership coaching. You, you, you served in the military for 21 years. You, you have a, a, a finely tuned antenna for character what what kind of character traits in particular do you look for in leaders and what w which ones are the deal breakers for you if you if you don't see yeah. them, think well sorry you know you're not you're not going to make it as a leader 
Yeah, well, you know, nothing to make. I mean, I, I had a rough start myself, so uh, I was lucky to have people pulling me through for sure. Um, let's see, deal breaker is probably the only deal breaker is if you're selfish. I mean, in, in my book, mm -hmm. if you're about yourself, it's going to be tough for me to uh, to get past that, mm -hmm. you know, if we're going to have a professional relationship. But, but you know, sometimes, so you get a quick determine. Is, is does the person seem selfish or are they like get their heart in it for themselves yeah uh because if you're in it for yourself like as like you were talking about before you may get you may get things from your people you may get them to do you know certain discreet actions but they're never going to have their heart in it that's right you know if you as the leader or they know that their blood, sweat, and tears are being expended for some personal goal of yours, then forget it. I mean, you know, you're never going to have total commitment. Mm -hmm. So that's, that would say, that's the only one that really comes to mind is a deal breaker. And, and if you can't get past that, then I, I think we, we, we've, you know, you've seen people who, you know, talk a good game, but you can tell <laughs> they don't really care about yeah. the, the people, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, it's about it's about themselves in some way, shape, or form, and 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 you have to have some of that. You, know, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, but but if it's number one, then that's problem. That's 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 interesting. Where does where, where does humility come on the on the sort of yeah. list of important character traits? Where, where does that where does that rank? Because it's always been something that I, I've thought as being one of the key leadership characteristics. Would you would you see that? Yeah, yeah, just hand in hand. Um, as soon as you said humility, you know, I thought of a, you know, fairly senior leader that I was fortunate to be around early in my career, and that was his, you know, number one humility, humility, and more humility. Yeah. And um, you know, to be honest, I didn't know really what that meant when he said it. I mean, uh, the word humility. I like to look up words and you know understand their dictionary definition, but. Mm. Um, if you if you're able to demonstrate to your people in a sincere way that you know you are going to elevate them the group or even other individuals above yourself and ask nothing in return you know it, it, during your time together you know then then it's just uh cements it cements you as the leader and, and, and sets the foundation for trust and respect. But yeah, humility, I would say contrast that with the, a leader who thinks you need to be flashy or, or loud or, you know, one of these like really vibrant personalities. I think, I think you can be humble and also have that. Mm -hmm. But what I have seen is it's, it's, it's a really tough balance to strike. Uh, if you're not more even keeled, I mean, I think, I mean, I've been, I've been around some of the biggest type A personalities <laughs> over the years, you know, like all of them, like everybody around me, you know, and uh, yeah. there's a time where you need to be even bigger than that, you know, yeah. and there's, but the, you know, that's not how you, you get through each day because nobody wants that. Nobody's, Nobody, uh, there's enough stress in life. Yeah. Um, 
without the leader and introducing more Mm. for their own reasons. Yes. You know, and if you're humble, you don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's interesting because you, you mentioned this um, sort of almost like nexus between character and personality. And I know that certainly in the, in the sort of civilian world, there's a, there's a big thing about being your authentic self. How, where do you see the nexus between character and, and, and personality and authenticity, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking of the word authenticity. Um, yeah, it, to me, it comes down to being yourself. And I had that advice given to me on the day that I became a lieutenant. Um, I had just graduated college, and it was a senior sergeant. He drove. We were driving to like a a reception after we all became second lieutenants and ensigns in the navy. And he said, "He drove me into this." Uh, uh, you know, the, the location is reception and his Camaro and I'm sitting, there's just me and him. And I was sitting in there, a passenger seat and he looks over me and he goes, you just got to do one thing for me. When you get out there, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to be somebody else. And I thought, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, I appreciated him saying it, but I didn't fully understand that. Yeah. And and this is something that I've posted all over my social media, you know, be yourself. But uh, that that's your authentic self then. And then that really, I, I would say your character, everything becomes the same at that point. Because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if somebody catches you on a good day, a bad day, you know, five in the morning or 11 o'clock at night, they know what they're getting. And mm-hmm. that's so important. Oh, that's, you know, a lot, a lot is written on psychological safety but a lot of people are in environments where they just don't know if they're gonna have a job tomorrow Mm. and you know when you're when you do when you're like that you don't give you don't you you don't take the risks that you really need to to advance you know your your agenda or your or or be proactive and and really accomplish your goals faster than than needed you're going to play it safe, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, one, another example you see is when, you know, and it's related to how, how leaders handle bad news, but, you know, if you evaluate people in a very binary way and, you know, they have challenges, they're going to, by their nature, find ways to report the absolute best version of, of what the data says. And, yeah, I don't think it needs to be that way. I think you need, you, you know, you can have a transparent enough culture mm. where people feel comfortable saying the, the bad news along with the good. And, you know, that's, they won't do that if, if you, your, you know, character, if your behavior, if you are as a person is, uh, is going to punish that. So that's, that's, right. I mean, that's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so Mike, now you operate in the, in the corporate world and you, and you've been, you've been, you've been very successful. How have you found sort of the difference between corporate leaders and and military leaders in terms of the value that's placed on character? Is is there a difference? And if so, what's that difference? I think the character can be identical. Um, You know, the one difference two differences one is in the military the group the people in the military you're trained from the first day you go to boot camp or basic training that the the team comes first you Mm -hmm. know and you know if you graduate 
university or or secondary school or you go into the job market, you don't necessarily get taught that. So you may, you may develop that or you may be told that, but it's not universally across the board. So that's the first thing is, you know, at some point you need to, as a civilian leader, learn that you do not come first. Yeah. Uh, So that's a big difference. Um, And then let's see the other one, you know, I was saying, I think that the, the leaders can be pretty much the same, but you know, the military does not, they're not, their, their mission is not to, to make money. And in the yeah. business world, yeah. it is. And that's not a small thing. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that brings with it a lot of focus that is, is the opposite. You know, the military, you do things like train and you get ready and you know, you do have budgets that you operate within, but in the, in the civilian world, the mission is to make money yeah. and that's not like, a, you know, it's not a bad thing. That's just, that's the, that's maybe that's the definition of a business. Uh, if we looked it up, you know, but uh, so that drives a lot of the decisions, but the leadership part of it, I think could be identical. You know, you know, you're in, in the military, you're focused on the enemy. What is the enemy trying to do to me? Mm. And can I do it to them first? Mm. And in the civilian world, it's about your customers. Yeah. Or maybe it's about your internal team. And it's, you know, your your enemies are definitely not your customers, but it's the same yeah. kind of focus area, just a different direction. Mm. And and are there certain character traits that you found quite easily transferable from the from the military into mm. into the corporate world? Yeah, you know, when I got out, I talked to a, a a retired general that I worked for and he said, you know, project management's a good fit for military mm. people. So, you know, I ended up being a project manager right off the bat. And I think that was good advice. Um, schedules, timelines, milestones. Yeah. Um, those are all good military transferable skills. Um, you know, where, where I think military people can struggle. And, uh, you know, I did, but I see people struggling is, you know, because you're designed in a business to make money, um, anything that doesn't generate revenue is is a little bit of a distraction. So you don't have a lot of the setup and the uh, internal organization necessarily that that a that a military organization would have. So I think you have to get used to not having things, you know, perfectly organized, communicated, standardized all these things, but thrive in that environment anyway. And that can be a little frustrating for military people, but yeah, I would say that, you know, the organizational skills are are most transferable. Mm. And, and in terms of your own sort of character development, Mike, um, you know, throughout your your time in the military and now that you have gone into civilian life, again, what are the sort of two or three key things that you would say, look, this is, you know, these particular character traits are are, are the key Mm. ones for me. Yeah, um, I think people don't talk enough about being dependable. Yeah, uh, this is something again. If you're leaving, if you're leaving school, going into the job market, or going into the military, whatever. If you're 18 years old and your first real job, take pride in being dependable. Yeah. Anything that needs to be done, do it as well as you can. Yeah. And don't worry about if it's like a career advancing activity. And, uh, you know, one of the best leaders that I ever served with, um, <laughs> we, uh, he was, he's, you know, well respected 
guy, been deployed, um, been in combat several times. Um, we had a family day when I was a battalion commander where, you know, we were at Camp Pendleton, California, and you, you bring the families in and you, you just, it's, like, it's not like a, it's kind of a picnic, but it, you, you always kind of, you kind of show them what you do on a daily basis. And uh, this guy was out there, you know, with me walking around and I said, Hey, uh, we called him Gunner. You know, we need, uh, we're out of drinking water at this one station. Here's a guy whose job it was. He was like my, one of my right hand man. You know, he was right there with me. And, and this guy just ran off, corralled up a couple of other guys and got some ice cold drinking water, ran it out to the, it was mostly wives and kids. Wow. And, uh, that's always stuck in my mind as somebody who, you know, this guy probably could have, his reaction to that could have been, you know, I don't do that. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you get somebody else. You know, we all know people like that who do react that way. But if you can cut through all that and getting back to what I was saying is focus on being dependable, no matter what the task is, mm -hmm. you know, and when we all, when we start jobs, we, we, it's not what you expect. But but don't worry about that. Worry about getting the job done as completely and as as high quality as you can, no matter what it is. And then people, when you become a leader, you'll learn to appreciate people like that. You don't worry about that's not my job. Yeah, my boss needs that done. Let's get it done. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Really okay, so Mike, um, for the purposes of the podcast listeners, what what would you say are the sort of the three or four key takeaways from what you've from what you've shared in this episode. Yeah. Three key takeaways, you know, like my first advice, you got to be yourself. Um, the only thing to add to that is, you know, who you are, who yourself is over time will change. So if you're a really nice guy and you, you have, you're put into a leadership role that requires you to maybe not be as nice on a daily basis, you know, just go with what, go with your natural, you know, personality and, and and things will change. You'll have people in your life that will help you change to get to where you need to be. So that's the first one. Um, you know, I like your, your, your use of the word humility because you have to, uh, you, you, when you're leading people, you don't ask for things back. So that's, that's a key, that's a key thing to keep in mind, you know, give, give, give as a, one of my friends told me years ago, at Ford Benning and he was kind of joking about it, but I've used, I found that to be very useful is if you just think of things in terms of give, give, give yeah. and things work out, you know, and then, um, you know, probably a third, third one would be, um, the dependability, just yeah. be somebody that somebody can rely on. Uh, doesn't cost anything to do that. Just takes a little bit of a mental switch, but perhaps to, to see it as important. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, now now you are very much in the in in the corporate in the corporate world. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing and and how our listeners can can contact you? Because I know that obviously you founded Center Desk, you know, leadership coaching firm. You know, tell us about your 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 corporate work and and how our leaders can reach out if they want to. Sure. Yeah, Center Desk, um, a couple years old. Most of my stuff. Best way to to get a hold of me or just kind of see the types of things that I'm saying is, uh, is go on Instagram or Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. I'm on all of those. And, uh, the handle is at 
center desk leaders, one word at center desk leaders. And I've got, I put a video out there every day. Um, I put other stuff out there in between uh, meta Twitter, little lead, lead better today sayings. Uh, that's the best way to kind of see where, where I'm coming from. And all my contact info is on there, but um, you know, I just, my, my mission here is to connect with people in any way possible um, and be the person that you can ask anything to, because that's another aspect of mm, yeah. leadership is you, you tend, when you pick up a leadership book, it kind of skips the, the beginning part. Yeah. Unless you're talking about something like the first 90 days, but it kind of <laughs> skips to what you should be doing. Exactly. Where most of us get to that point in two or three years yeah. or maybe five years. But, you know, you know, what does the new leader, who do they go to, to figure out, well, one of my employees just told me they're not going to do what I asked them to do. How do, how do you deal with that on your second day of being a manager? <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what I like. I like talking to people about that kind of thing. Excellent. Mike, it's, it's been a real honor and pleasure to have you on and to, you know, hear your insights and your incredible experiences um really really grateful to 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 have had you on the podcast mike it's, it's a great honor and i i certainly would uh would in, would invite you to come back and and, and talk to us more uh, in a future podcast oh yeah yeah thanks paul that was, was a lot of fun appreciate you having me okay so before i sign off can i ask listeners to please share this podcast across your social networks please also check out previous episodes of the 11th thing podcast and if you want to know more about the issues being covered in this series head over to believeonomics on youtube and on tiktok for a sneak peek there are a range of videos there which i am sure you will find very useful and helpful finally you may also want to check out paula ladanika on medium.com where i post a new blog once a week thank you for listening <laughs>